What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. Yes, welcome to it, everybody. It's the Elevated Sports Podcast. And today is a special day as it is my 2021 NFL prediction special. So we're going to go through the season and uh, we're going to do some crazy predictions because we're a bunch of crazy guys. We are not guys. We are hot chicks. And uh, yes, we we couldn't forget the uh, the extremely hot women that are listening to this show as well. So we'll go ahead and start with the AFC West. For this division, it is going to be a bit more competitive than we saw last year. And I envision a few changes. Not so much for the division winner. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs will most likely still be the top dog in the AFC West, of course. You got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what else can you really want? The only way Kansas City has a real down season is if that man is injured and they have to go with their backup. But he has been proven to win with the Chiefs when Mahomes has gone down. And Mahomes did go down during their Super Bowl run, thanks to the Broncos. <clears throat> Anyways, we'll go into who I predict to win the division. Obviously, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I predict the Kansas City Chiefs going 13-4 and this season as one of the top-ranked teams in the AFC West altogether. I do also have them winning five conference wins and just one defeat. I mean, in their division, not conference. And that, I predict the Kansas City Chiefs will lose the final game of the season to the Denver Broncos. It's going to be high stakes, but not, you know, it, it could be Chiefs will end up having enough wins for them to lock in a top seed or... You know, where they end up benching their starters in the final game of the season. It is 17 whole games this year instead of the traditional 16. So it'll be a little different and uh, a lot more exhausting when we get towards the uh, middle of January when the season starts to come to a close. So I imagine that they would want to rest their starters at some point. And most likely it'll be against the Broncos. That'll be the Broncos opportunity to finally get their first win against Kansas City in five years. Years. Five years. The Broncos, the last time the Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs was in that historic 2015 Super Bowl run, in which Jamal Charles was trying to run out the clock and ended up fumbling during a tied ball game. And uh, it got returned back for a fumble return for a touchdown. Broncos ended up winning and not going to overtime, but that was the last time. It was a good win. Very, very memorable moment during that season. And that was only the second game of the season. I believe it was a Thursday night, but that was the last time. So I'm seeing and predicting that this year it's going to be a little different. As for the Denver Broncos, their record, we'll get to them in just a minute. The second I have in the AFC West is actually the Los Angeles Chargers. And the reason I have the Chargers as the second best team, like I said, it's going to be about the quarterback. Quarterback play in this division has definitely been a little more competitive, except for, obviously, the Denver Broncos. You know who the starter is in the Chargers now. You know who the starter is in the, with the Chiefs. You know who the starter is in Las Vegas. But for the Denver Broncos, it's been that crazy revolving door. Obviously, the quarterback carousel has been well running in here in Denver. 
So, but with that, I have the Los Angeles Chargers finishing the season 10 and 7, but I have them going 3 and 3 within the division. So, I do feel like they have enough wins to get them in a possible wild card spot. So, they might be one of the playoff teams this year. For the third, I do have the Denver Broncos improving from a year before. They were 5 and 11, but this year I do have them going up against a pretty easy, pretty tame schedule. There is about six of these games where I felt like, yeah, those are definite losses. But if this defense is as good as everyone has been hyping the Denver Broncos defense to be, then they could be even better. But with the head coach, the offensive coordinator, there's still a lot of question marks regarding with Vic Fangio. It's hard to say who's going to really step up for the offense for the Broncos. And really going back to what I was saying about the Chargers, I mean, you have Justin Herbert, but you also have Austin Eckler. You also have Keenan Allen, who's been doing it for a while. You have a few good stars on the defensive side, but with the Denver Broncos, I feel like the defense is the best commodity out of out of the four teams in this division. I feel like the Broncos have what it takes to really take over and be a great team as long as the offense sort of produces in a very positive way. There's still questions on how Teddy Bridgewater is going to be now that he is named the starter. Drew Locke, a lot of people here in Denver locally were wanting Drew Locke because the upside was a lot higher, but it does seem like the door has kind of closed for Drew Locke this year. So it's probably Teddy Bridgewater's team. And but with that being said, kind of had to go back and look at the season as a whole with the Denver Broncos to really kind of just look at some of these head to head matches and really think, do the Broncos have what it takes to beat this team? Uh, are they capable of beating this team? And it really kind of went back and forth. I'm like, no, there should be no way that the Broncos should be losing to this team. Like the whole NFC East, I feel like the Broncos are better than those four teams. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to beat all four teams, but I feel like Washington, uh, they could potentially lose that game. The season opener for the Broncos against the Giants, that there is a you know a potential trap game. It's going to be around September. It's going to be the day after September 11th. There's going to be a lot of emotion in uh, New York. So there's going to be definite willpower in New York and the Giants are really going to give their all to the Broncos. Obviously, they won't have to worry about Saquon Barkley as much because Saquon is uh, going to be limited against the Broncos from what I've understand. It sounds like he's going to be limited for at least the first three games. So the Broncos are going to have a few you know, hard games. I feel like they're going to lose to Dallas. If Dallas stays healthy this year, I feel like they can go places. But it's still the Dallas Cowboys great at the beginning of the season and tend to start falling apart come November. <laughs> so it, it, the Broncos kind of have an easy schedule, but then again, it's the Broncos and they, they've struggled the past few seasons, especially with Fangio. You don't ever want to have seven wins, nine losses, and then the following season go backwards and have five wins and 11 losses. So the Broncos, I feel like need to at least get to nine and eight. That's what my prediction is for the Denver Broncos this year is nine and eight. It's kind of hard to say that they're going to be a winning team, but I, I, I just feel like they're they're slowly teetering on nine and eight 
eight and nine, seven, you know, around that range. But I only have them winning their home division wins against the Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. So, yeah, the Broncos will finish third, my prediction, behind the Chargers and Chiefs. And really, the only way the Chargers go below the Broncos is if, if Herbert ends up having a sophomore slump. That's very possible. It happens all the time. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you, a lot of Bronco fans here are really praying that he does have a down season so we don't have to deal with two great time young quarterbacks in our division. Now we have Derek Carr with the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas Raiders, and I feel like he's kind of on a microscope in Las Vegas. And I feel like not only he is, but also their head coach, John Gruden, who has been brought back to coach when he was just a broadcaster for several, several years. And he's trying to bring a, a winning tradition to the Raiders that he once had with them. But it's, it seems like he may have been out of the game for too long. He, he kind of struggles. And therefore, I predict that the Raiders are going to end up having a losing season this year. Predict them having five wins and only 12 losses or with 12 losses and only winning one division win. And that'll be against the Broncos. So that'll be at home against the Broncos that I predict them winning just that lonesome division game. The Raiders, I mean, they, they, they've been, it's kind of hard to say because they were kind of on the rise and then just the past couple of seasons, they've been on the downfall. A lot of question marks personally I have for Derek Carr. I don't really see Derek Carr being the leader that's going to take them to any more playoff wins or, I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. And, I feel like it's time to get going with the Raiders. Come on, Carr. Come on, Gruden. You guys got to show something here in the NFL. And, well, we really haven't seen a whole lot. The Raiders is, is a team that doesn't excite me. I can watch the Chiefs and I can watch the Chargers and pick out certain players. But sometimes when you watch the Raiders, they're way too inconsistent. And there's just nothing exciting about them. Derek Carr is not the most exciting quarterback. Drew Locke was a more exciting quarterback than Derek Carr. Derek Carr was okay until he got hurt. And that was another injury that he suffered because of the Broncos. So, I mean, I just feel like Derek Carr needs to take this team to the playoffs. And I doubt it's going to happen this year. I feel like the Raiders are on the, the wrong side of where they want to be. But I have them finishing dead last in the AFC West. Not the worst team in the NFL, though. Surprisingly, I'm just kidding about that. You know, Raiders, we always have fun with you. The Raiders. <laughs> it's always good times. wonder how Vegas is. Can't wait to see what that venue is going to do with the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. And if I had more money, I would go to the Super Bowl this year and go watch it in Vegas. Just to see, you know. division we're going to talk about we're going to go to the AFC East in the East in case you forgot we have the Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins the New York Jets and the New England Patriots few big things here with my predictions I honestly feel that the best team in the AFC West this year is not going to be the Kansas City Chiefs now, I know I said 13 and 4 for the Chiefs, and a lot of people are probably thinking, nah, that's crazy. Nah, it's that Chiefs, and they deserve more credit. And 
I'm actually thinking it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. They have been on the uprise for the past couple of seasons. Josh Allen is looking better and better each season, much better each season. And I have them winning their division, sweeping the division, and finishing their overall record with a 16 and 1 record. Now, I know that kind of sounds crazy. They're not the only team I have predicted at that. What I essentially did was print out a basically a, a schedule all 17 weeks or 18 weeks and basically just went head to head and which team is the better team. And then I was thinking no injuries, which I am praying for. There are no injuries this year. Praying that it's going to be a healthy season for everyone involved. Praying that everyone's bringing their best competition. And this is all potential and head-to-head talent going at it. And that's why I have the Buffalo Bills finishing the season at 16-1. Oh, damn. I honestly feel like this is the team that's going to go to the Super Bowl this year over the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I don't even have the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I actually have a feeling that they're going to go backwards. Now, they're not going to repeat as AFC champions as they have done in the past two seasons. No team is really... It's easier to win the Super Bowl and go back and defend it than it is to lose a Super Bowl and go back and try and win it the next season. When you look at history, that seems to be the way history goes. No team has ever really done that i mean the last team that lost the super bowl and came back to win it the following season was the miami dolphins in 71 they lost to the dallas cowboys and the following season they ended up having their undefeated season the only undefeated season in nfl history that was 1972 and that team uh, yeah i mean they they suffered a, a, a bad super bowl loss but that was the last time it's done i know patrick mahomes is one hell of a player but uh, another thing about the afc west is no team in the afc west has won the division more than six years in a row the most has been five years by the broncos five years by the chiefs so it's it's a hard task to do and i just feel like once you lose a super bowl you tend to fall back down to earth and you're just a team out there who are vulnerable and people can see you so I have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. I have them as the number one team in the AFC. The Chiefs are not the second team. You'll be surprised on who I got to say about that. But the rest of the division, I have the Miami Dolphins. Predicting the Dolphins are kind of like the Broncos. They're going to finish the season about 9-8, and eight, around that 8-9 and nine sort of uh, record. It's kind of no teams are 8-8 eight and eights anymore. So you're either going to have a winning season or losing season, or you can finish 8-8 eight and eight and have a tie. I don't want to see ties this year. Hate them. So the Dolphins, yeah, they're going to be about 9-8. and eight, And then right there next to them are going to be the New England Patriots. I feel like they're going to finish the season 8-9. and nine. It's going to be hard for Mac Jones as a rookie to go into a Bill Belichick system and just have great success right away. I doubt that he's going to go out there and just be the next Tom Brady. I feel like he's going to suffer some rookie woes. I feel like his offensive line is solid, but could be better so it's going to be hard to say what's going to happen with the new england patriots my guess is that they're going to finish around that just above or below 500 range as for the new york jets obviously you know how i feel about them they're going to finish dead last in the afc east i got them predicted at a 4 and 13 record outside of zach uh, Wilson, what else does the team really have i can't even tell you who the running back is just kidding yeah i can it's michael carter 
but that, that could change. You know, it's just hard to say. I mean, the team is going to struggle. It has struggled. Um, they don't have great team depth and the jets are going to, going to be a team that that's really going to rely on the rookie and he's going to have to sit there and just take the brunt of it. And it's going to be a very difficult season for him. At least he's a, a rookie starting and getting ready to go in the NFL. We'll see how his career pans out, but right now he's going to suffer his first year. That's my prediction. So just a recap of that. Um, Buffalo Bills will be leading the AFC East. I still have them ranked as the number one team in the AFC followed closely behind them will be well not closely but between these other two teams Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots they'll be close neck and neck with each other Miami Dolphins 9 and 8 New England Patriots 8 and 9 and at the bottom of the barrel the New York Jets 4 and 13 but hey you never know Zach Wilson could end up just shocking everybody well we'll just have to see because we're uh, we're right around the corner for this upcoming new 2021 season so I'm excited. Can't wait. Next up, we're going to go down south. And uh, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, and the Annapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, I got to go with the Tennessee Titans as the number one team in the AFC South. Titans, I mean, behind that running game of Derrick Henry, you can never go no wrong. And the way Ryan Tannehill has been playing, he's playing lights out, man. He's going all out the last two weeks, ever since he took over for Marcus Mariota. Kind of crazy is uh, the Denver Broncos was the last time they faced each other where Mariota was a starter. Mariota did so bad that they ended up throwing in Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill never looked back, and Mariota is now a backup in uh, Las Vegas, almost at Oakland again. Just have a problem calling it Las Vegas. And in the AFC South, I have the Tennessee Titans leading the division with a 14-win record and only three losses. A couple of those losses, I do have them losing to, uh, like, the Browns, which is going to be a surprise game. They go up against the Bills middle of the season. I have them losing that one. It's going to be interesting. I think I also have them losing to the Rams this year. So those were those three losses, but they're still going to be one of the top seed teams. Don't have them as my second best team, though. That's coming up. Right behind them, I actually have the Jacksonville Jaguars with a 7-10 record, second place in the AFC South. Now, I think that might be a little crazy considering, you know, Carson Wentz is in with the Colts, but my prediction for the Colts is I have a feeling that Carson Wentz isn't going to be not only a the answer for Indianapolis, but I also don't believe that Carson Wentz will have a full healthy season as this preseason already started off a bit rocky. There is a lot of question marks whether or not he would play week one, but it is looking a little more and more like, yeah, he's going to play week one. But I still have the Colts finishing with a 4-13 and record. Uh, oh, by the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars have them finishing with a 7-10 and record. I don't know if I had said that, but I feel like if Trevor Lawrence is the type of player that everyone says he is, then yeah, absolutely, Jacksonville will be um, up there with seven wins, yeah. But if he, he might struggle just as bad as Zach Wilson in New York, because he doesn't really have a huge team around him. Now, he does have LaVisca Chanel, and I'm a big fan of Chanel, because he also went to CU, 
and uh, he was kind of a big-time playmaker there. So I'm just excited to see what them two are going to do this year. And they also have James Robinson. So their offense, I feel like, is going to be what they rely on this year. And uh, it's going to be a fun thing to see, especially Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I just was, you know, watching what we had seen in Clemson, and he, he looked phenomenal. So I feel like, yeah, the potential is there. And if the potential is there, then they're going to have a, a decent season, 7-10. and 10. Um, But then, of all, yeah, the Colts, I, I just feel like Carson Wentz going to struggle this year health-wise. And, I mean, how great is this team around him, really? There's a big question mark around the Colts. And it's kind of hard to really pick out a difference maker. T.Y. Hilton is going to start off the season on injured reserve, so he's going to miss at least six games from what I understand. So it's going to be hard for the Colts to get any momentum going this year, just considering everything that they've been through and considering where at Carson Wentz his career is at right now. So it's kind of at a crossroads. This year is really important for Carson Wentz. That's why he's trying to get back. That's why he's ready to roll week one. And of course, obviously, I did mention in my previous episodes that I had the Houston Texans ranked as my possible worst team in the NFL. That's still the case here. I mean, I have the the Houston Texans finishing 1-16 this year. Shit! I have a feeling that they will maybe win one of the Jacksonville games. But outside of that, I mean, it's hard to say that the Houston Texans are going to have any sort of success around the rest of the teams in the NFL. I mean, they have a hard schedule considering everything that they're going through. They have named Tyrod Taylor as their starter for week one, considering that uh, there's still a huge question mark around Deshaun Watson. That's why we haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, information regarding because it's still up in the air. And frankly, I, I don't know if uh, if if Deshaun Watson's ever going to play again. I mean, a lot of the things are looking kind of bad, but then again, it it's just a, a different way that I'm looking at it. A lot of people say, you know, it could just be for money, but there's different people involved saying the same thing about him. That's the concern I have. And in this day and age, uh, it tends to lean towards the other, the accusations ways than, you know, the defendant. So, it doesn't matter who you are. So that's why it's hard to say what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I don't predict, I don't, I don't see him playing this year. So I feel like the Houston Texans are going to have an incredibly down season. They might have the first overall pick next year. Um, but yeah, after looking at some of the head to head matches, I know I said maybe Jacksonville would also be a really bad team. It's, uh, it's got to go towards the Houston Texans considering their their schedule looking at that individually yeah there was every team that i looked at going up against houston yeah they're they're better than houston and even if they had deshaun watson i mean that probably gets them an extra four wins jacksonville it's gonna be interesting to watch i'm gonna watch the south closely just to see who else other than the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but I feel like the AFC picking the division winners was kind of easy. You know, which dominant team was going to happen. Except for the AFC North, of course. Uh, that has definitely have always been one of the more um, competitive divisions. 
especially in the last couple of years. Last year, they did have three teams in the AFC North um, going to the AFC playoffs. So let's talk about the North, eh? We have the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Bengals could also be another team that is uh, in consideration or talks for being one of the worst teams in the NFL. Cincinnati, I mean, could have beefed up their offensive line to protect Joe Burrow more. Instead, they go for a skill position, and they uh, target Jamar Chase, who was uh, one of... Joe Burrow's teammates at LSU so yeah uh, it, it could be good for the offense but considering that uh, Joe Burrow suffered a season ending injury last year um, you definitely want to do what you can to protect him not saying that they didn't make any improvements I believe they did so in free agency but it, it, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Cincinnati Bengals and right now, yeah, sitting in the AFC North, they sit rock bottom. Um, I have them finishing three, three wins and 14 uh, losses. So it's going to be a rough season for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to hard. It's going to be hard to see what's going to happen um, this year, considering that they they just haven't looked anything exciting, especially last year. Um, it was kind of disappointing to see Joe Burrow go out. I mean, he was doing great. So I'm hoping that the potential stays there, but I just hope he doesn't get the uh, Carson Wentz treatment and suddenly play scared like he's going to get hurt on every play. And that's the way you can go back and look at 2020 for Carson Wentz. He looked like a player who was terrified to be out there and terrified to get hurt, and that was all that was on his mind. That's why he saw so many mistakes as he had done. But before that, I mean... Carson Wentz was great, so it's you don't want to see Joe Burrow go down that path. Um, and I'm hoping that he's pulling the Cincinnati Bengals out of the uh, just just out of the dumps because that's where they've been the last couple of games or last couple of seasons. So gotta gotta root them on, but I mean, then again, you don't have to. <laughs> I just look at it a different point of view. Um, that's why it's gonna surprise you who I'm gonna say who my second team is. But the third team, uh, third best team in the AFC North, I have ranked as the Pittsburgh Steelers, but in a losing season, I have them finishing 6-11. and 11. I think it's going to be a down, down season for Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right now, there is uh, currently some tr- contract talks extensions for... Um, TJ Watt in the Pittsburgh Steelers but it seems like it's all in jeopardy right now and whether or not he's going to be ready to play week one because he hasn't gotten his contract extension yet it's kind of up in the air right now it doesn't sound like uh, the talks are going good so we'll see what's going to happen there but even so I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is he's getting up there in age and I feel like the the offense as a total is going to is going to you know they're going to suffer and that's why I have them finishing 6-11. and 11. There's going to be a few games where the Pittsburgh Steelers may look like the better team, but in all honesty, there's going to be other teams that are going to rise to the occasion against the Steelers, and the Steelers just ain't as intimidating as they were um, a couple of years ago. So Pittsburgh, they're going to finish third in the, NFC, uh, the AFC North, so um, it's just uh, that's just what I'm predicting, um, that they're going to have a down season. 
and Ben Roethlisberger's slowly starting to uh, see his way out of the NFL. As for my second best team in the AFC North, and a potential uh, another wildcard team, I have the Baltimore Ravens finishing the season at 13-4. and Still a pretty good, um, you know, winning season and going up against some of the teams that they are. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are still going to be what they are. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been phenomenal. Um, some teams are trying to figure him out. Seems like it's not been the case so far. And I feel like some teams are going to figure some quarterbacks out eventually. And I feel like uh, with Kansas City, that's one of the teams that people are starting to figure out Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I don't have him finishing um, in the top two teams in the AFC. So right now I actually have the Cleveland Browns finishing number one in the AFC North, which means with a 15 and two record, I have them finishing the second team in the AFC. Oh, that is whack. Granted, of course, these losses are probably most likely gonna be a lot more than just two losses. It's gonna be an 18 season game or 18 game season. So it's really gonna be dependent on what the potential is. And the th reason I have the Cleveland Browns is their offense is looking better and better each year. And if they have everyone healthy, if OBJ is ready to go, Jarvis Landry is going to have a repeat of last season. Is Nick Chubb going to be the premier back and just dominate defenses? Then that's great for their offense because Baker Mayfield is going to have a heyday. Baker Mayfield has been looking better and better each year, just like um, Josh Allen. So, And, and I have high hopes for uh, Baker Mayfield. I definitely see him as... A high competitor and he's, he's ready to roll and for the Cleveland Browns their defense has definitely been um, quite quite the difference maker in some of their games I think people tend to forget that the Cleveland Browns did end up signing Jadavion Clowney this past offseason and Clowney is definitely one of those big-time playmakers and he, he still has the potential to be so so him and Miles Garrett, they're going to bring quite the wrecking show. And it's probably be the second best pass rushing unit behind Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller in Denver. So that's what I'm predicting. Predicting the Cleveland Browns 15-2 record, second team in the AFC. So that really goes with uh, number one, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. Two would be the Cleveland Browns. Then we have the Tennessee Titans at number three. And then we'll have the uh, Baltimore Ravens at 13-4, and four, and then, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs at 13-4. And, four. and uh, so they'll be tied for third and fourth place. Um, or, sorry, fourth and fifth place. And the team I have uh, probably making that last uh, wild card position would be the LA Chargers with that record of 10-7. and seven. So gonna be an interesting one in the AFC um, I know that's kind of wild from what I predicted just basing off of that going week by week and uh, it, obviously it's gonna change and my feelings might change towards who I think is gonna finish in the uh, in the playoffs but we'll talk about the AFC playoffs um I think that the two teams that are gonna make it to the AFC championship are gonna be Buffalo Bills 
and the Cleveland Browns. I feel like those two teams are going to be in the AFC Championship fighting to go to the Super Bowl. And that'll be an incredible matchup to see two of the teams who are considered snake-bitten franchises to compete for a Super Bowl. That's going to be awesome. Buffalo, you know the story. Gone to four straight Super Bowls, lost all four with the Jim Kelly days and Thurman Thomas, Andre Miller, and and Bruce Smith, uh, that team in the early 90s. Um, they, yeah, I mean, you would you would want to root for a team that has been through that type of you know, terrible pain, and hopefully they can uh, get to the Super Bowl. Um, but the other team, the Cleveland Browns, I, I, I just want to see them get to a Super Bowl. They've been around in the league forever. Um, of course, I don't know if it's, like, really the same team because they went from 1950s to, uh, well, I don't know if it was the 40s, actually, up until the 95 season, then they became the Baltimore Ravens, but then the Browns came back. I don't know if they just got all back their history, but either way, it'd be great to see the Cleveland Browns, who have uh, never really done anything in this century. Last year was the first year that they won a playoff game since the the 90s, so that was incredible. The Browns are on the up and up, and they are just only getting better, and they're going to surprise a few teams this year. And with that week one prediction, um, we'll get into that as well at the end. But I do have the Cleveland Browns that rematch against the Kansas City Chiefs to start off the season with a victory. And that would be great for the Browns. If that happens, my prediction might be might be pretty good. That's what we got for the AFC side of things. So next off, we're going to switch on to the NFC side. Um... We'll start with the NFC West, dude. And with that, um, we have the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. This is most definitely the most competitive division in the NFL. And I'll come back to that because this one is just a bit too good to really just start off with the NFC side of things. So we'll go to the NFC East instead with the Washington football team, the New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. This division is going to be pretty close between two teams. Two teams that I feel like are definitely better than the other two. Um, The bottom of the NFC East, I have the Giants finishing a 4-13 season. I honestly feel like Daniel Jones is not the answer for the Giants, and I feel like they're going to suffer quite a bit this year. Uh, Their defense looks pretty good, but we'll see if that transitions into the regular season. And Their offense is kind of struggling. I don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to hold up all season long. I know they're going to limit him early on in the season. But other than that, I mean, there's nothing that excites me about the Giants. There's nobody that really intimidates me. And I feel like uh, the Giants are going to struggle this year. Next, I do have the Philadelphia Eagles finishing third in the division, 6-11 record. Um, I feel like this is another team that's kind of like question mark revolves around the offense. How is um, Jalen Hurts going to do? A lot of people are already calling for his job, and he he just came in last year. So you got rid of your MVP Carson Wentz for this Hurts guy. you got to make sure he works out. Otherwise, what are you doing? The Eagles, I mean, I know they've struggled, and... They're really hoping for some sort of answer, you know, some, you know, something to get them back into uh, winning fashion. 
they are the team that one of the few teams that have beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So that's why I kind of have a special heart for Philly. But this year, under Nick, first-time coach Nick Sirianni, it's going to be interesting to see where this team finishes. But I don't see them competing for this division. The two teams I do have competing that end up finishing with a similar record, the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have always got the potential and the talent and all the great players on paper. But when it comes to the regular season, they always start off great and then slowly just die out. And that's the way I have it going on in the season. I have them winning the division easily for the first few weeks. Then we get into November, and of course, that's when some of the harder games come in and slight losses, you know, really close losses are going to happen. But is it really going to come down to division wins? Because I have both the Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys finishing at 9-8. and eight, And I have the Washington football team actually finishing with more division wins than the Dallas Cowboys. So they end up taking that division. Whether or not the Dallas Cowboys makes it to the playoffs, it's going to be hard to say. Because there's a lot of other teams out here that are a lot of really competitive teams. So we'll get to the NFC North side of things. And obviously, a lot of people are going to say, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, of course the Green Bay Packers are going to win this division. Um, you got the Vikings, Lions, and the Bears. Really, the Lions are kind of in that rebuild mode. They just traded for Jared Goff while getting rid of their old quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Kind of out with the old and with the new. But the rest of the team is going to be... It's It doesn't look good for the Lions, but it doesn't really look good for the Chicago Bears either. Uh, that depends on if they continue to go with Dalton or if they go with the Trey, or Justin Fields. I have the Bears at the bottom of the division with a 3-14 and record. It kind of sounds crazy. Um, they have a great defense, but there's big question marks around their offense. And... Right now, I just don't see anything special. Andy Dalton is nothing special. Should have gone with Justin Fields to see what they have with that young quarterback. Hey, everybody's seen what Justin Herbert was able to do. He went up toe-to-toe against Patrick Mahomes and was thrown right into the belly of the beast, and he stood his own. he held his own. But with the Chicago Bears, I mean, there's a few people who are on the hot seat there. Um... But the Denver Broncos, I think Vic Fangio is the hottest hot seat in the NFL. Chicago, uh, yeah, I'm just not feeling them this year. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. But I have the Lions finishing above them with a six and eleven record, and uh, I still have a lot of faith in Jared Goff. I feel like Jared Goff is a really decent quarterback, and. He's going to bring some uh, some potential to that Lions offense, but the rest of the organization has always been just really awful, so can't really give the Lions any sort of credit for accomplishments because there haven't been any. So, and above them, I have the Minnesota Vikings finishing with a 9-8 record, and uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be hard to say uh, what what the Vikings are going to be. Um, they have a tough record, tough schedule, and that's why I have them finishing with 9-8. and eight. 
it's going to be a rocky road for them. Of course, their division's really hard, and I do have them losing a couple of their division games, um, especially to the winners of the NFC North, I have predicted, which is the Green Bay Packers. They have them finishing with an 11-6 record, and there are a few good teams that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to face, and I feel like that this revenge tour of Aaron Rodgers is not going to be as easy as he's hoping. It's not going to be a 15-1 record that they had in 2011. It's not going to be anything like they have had. And I feel like they're going to struggle a few times. Um, there's going to be some inconsistencies with the Packers, but they're still going to finish on top of their own division. They're not going to finish as one of the top-seeded teams, unfortunately. But doesn't mean that they can't make it to the Super Bowl. But do I have them predicted going to the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll see. But we'll go to the NFC South side of things. And, uh, of course, you know who I have picked as the number one team. Um, but we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. With the uh, Carolina Panthers, I have them finishing a 3-14 and 14 record. Obviously, you can understand why I have that. Uh, Sam Darnold doesn't really have uh, any sort of accomplishments that make me feel like they're going to be a winning franchise this year. I don't feel like he's going to be able to turn this franchise around. So, yeah, 3-14 and 14 record for the Carolina Panthers seems about right. Above them, I have the Atlanta Falcons finishing 5-12. and 12. Uh, Matt Ryan's really going to work hard to get his team into winning potential, but the rest of the team and just where this franchise is headed i don't see them being a winner this year um i do feel like the saints um without drew Brees, they're gonna finish second in the division and uh, i have them finishing with an eight and nine record not bad for Jameis winston but i have a feeling that we're gonna see the same Jameis winston we have seen in the past so outside of the New Orleans Saints, I also feel like that them playing a few first few of the games on the road, it's going to be hard for them to uh, get that consistency going because they're going to have a few of their home games taken away from them in the month of September due to uh, Hurricane Ida as they plan to stay away from the city for at least a month. Um, of course, obviously, the first team I have in the NFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them finishing with a 14-3 and record. Um, and definitely one of the top teams in the NFL. Now, of course, it's Tom Brady, the defense, and all 22 starters are returning for another season. That same team can do it, then, uh, hey, I think they're all ready for another Super Bowl run. I do have them finishing in the AFC, or the NFC Championship, but do they make it any further? That is the question. So we'll go back to my favorite division in the NFC side, the NFC West, the LA Rams, the 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this was one of the hardest divisions I had to really go through and really pick apart their games because, in all honesty, you could say any of these teams could end up winning the division. And you could be like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I actually have the Arizona Cardinals finishing the number one seeded team with an incredible 16-1 record. Damn, that shit's whack. Now I know that sounds like crazy, but the potential is there. If Kyler Murray is projected to take the type of leap that a lot of people around the NFL are saying he's going to take, like he's gonna be the next best thing. P 
people in in fantasy are talking about taking him. And if that's the case, just imagine what that offense is going to be like with a talented young Kyler Murray throwing palms to DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be one interesting offense. I think a lot of people are excited about it. I feel like their running game is going to be unique and strong too. And their defense with the addition of J.J. Watt. If J.J. Watt stays healthy, yeah, I have no feeling that it's going to be a 16-1 season. And that's what I'm hoping for is everyone stays healthy and everyone stays as top competitive as possible. But if not, don't be surprised if this team is right there in the mix of things with the 9-8 or 8-9 record like some of the other teams in this division. But behind the Cardinals, I have the LA Rams right behind them with a 15-2 record. And some big news about them. But the Rams, um, yeah, of course, I feel like adding Matthew Stafford to that team as a total, as a whole, that makes the Rams a unique franchise that has the high potential of making a Super Bowl run. And maybe Sean McVay gets what he always wanted or gets what he was supposed to get a couple years ago. But of course, Tom Brady had other plans. Maybe he gets his revenge during the playoffs. But with Matthew Stafford, I feel like he's definitely a better quarterback than Jared Goff. And with this team, he just brings experience. And could you imagine seeing Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl? That'd be great. Former 2009 first overall pick. That'd be awesome. Um, but within the other division, or within the division, they also have the Niners and the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Niners finishing with a 9-8 and season. The Seattle Seahawks finishing 8-9. Of course, this is the most competitive division. That's why I have them so close. Uh, but none of them really getting blown out and none of them really dominate. Well, two of them dominating, but not one of them, not one of the teams is finishing below five games or anything like that. Definitely the, the most strongest division in the NFL. And I feel like I'm pretty, pretty strong with this uh, prediction. But in the NFC side of things, in the playoffs... That's where things get interesting. I feel like, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals will be the top-seeded team in the NFL. Or the NFC, at least. And, uh, yeah, they'll finish, have that first week off. But due to the lack of playoff experience, I feel like they'll lose in the divisional round. And I have predicted to go to the NFC Championship is going to be the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like one of these teams is going to beat the Green Bay Packers, and I feel like... Aaron Rodgers is not going to get what he wants, which is that revenge tour and win a Super Bowl with the Packers in his final dance. I don't think it's going to happen. I, just, I could just see it. That Aaron Rodgers goes to the playoffs and ends up losing one of these playoff games. And him just looking back at the scoreboard with that worried look on his face like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, it's going to be uh, sad for Aaron Rodgers, but... Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champion, they're going to go up against the LA Rams. That's going to be a great matchup. And I have a feeling that the Rams are going to edge out the Buccaneers, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And in the AFC side of things, I know we left it out with, I have predicted the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns in the AFC Championship. I think that's going to be a close one. And I feel like the Browns do have the potential and the, the players to make it to a Super Bowl. But it's not going to be this year. It's going to be the Bills. 
I feel like the Chiefs are going to lose in that divisional round to one of those teams. But in the Super Bowl, I have the Buccaneers. Sorry, <laughs> that was last year. I have the LA Rams and the Buffalo Bills facing off in the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say who's going to win it all. Um, okay, yeah, I guess because a few other people out there have already made their predictions on who's going to win the all of it. And I'm gonna have to go with the Buffalo Bills and their uh, and their long Super Bowl drought. They get their very first World Championship because I love it when a team gets its first championship. It's awesome. It's a breath of fresh air. It's new life for the NFL. Create new fans that way, and uh, that's what's gonna be exciting for this year. This is my prediction uh, for the 2021 NFL season. Obviously, it's uh, quite quite chaotic and you may not agree with it but that's the way I looked at it going week by week head to head overall potential and I just felt like yeah some of these teams shouldn't lose most of these games the Arizona Cardinals everything I feel about them is they're gonna end up winning the division but that is like highly on potential so we'll see what actually happens but with that being said, that would be my prediction for the overall 2021 NFL season. We're actually going to get into the week one pickums. So with that being said, the NFL season starts off this Thursday on September 9th. The Dallas Cowboys will be facing against the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Dallas Cowboys, especially if there's a bit of a question mark surrounding Dak Prescott, just his overall health. We'll see what happens, but Bucks over Dallas to start the very first game of the season. And then Sunday on September 12th, the morning games will have Atlanta versus Philly. Um, Philadelphia will travel to Atlanta to face them. And I'm picking Atlanta to win this game. Um, I don't feel like Nick Sirianni gets his first win yet. And uh, Matt Ryan's going to show that veteran leadership to uh, show Jalen Hurts how it's done. The next game I have on here is the Buffalo Bills going up against the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, it has the potential to be the game of the week, but Pittsburgh going into Buffalo to try and get a victory. I don't see it happening. Uh, It's going to be a close one, but I'm picking the Bills. And that's only going to bring up their... uh, their win streak to uh it's this is going to be the start of the win streak for the buffalo bills next i have the minnesota vikings at the cincinnati Bengals, and of course minnesota not really going with the Bengals. don't really have a whole lot of hope or trust in the Bengals this early on this season um unless joe burrow is something out of this world next we have san francisco at detroit San Francisco, I'm picking um, over Detroit, obviously. Got a lot of trust in uh, in what Kyle Shanahan is doing in San Fran. I feel like he's a great coach and doesn't get enough credit. But the Niners are going to take this victory. And then we're going to have the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, I'm going with the Seahawks. Colts and Carson Wentz, that's the question mark. Um, hopefully he's ready to roll and you you never know Carson Wentz has had those moments where he looked um, really great like he was one of the top players and it's kind of hard for me to like uh, 
go against him. So, but in this uh, week, I also have the Arizona Cardinals losing that lonesome loss to have this season. Start the season 0-1 against the Tennessee Titans. feel like it's going to be in Tennessee. feel like the Titans are going to be feeling good from their last season. feel like Arizona is going to have a slow start. And it's going to be their only loss this season, according to what I have picked out. So, Arizona... That's going to be a, a hard one for them to win, especially coming up against a playoff team, especially a Kyler Murray, who is, have some question marks around him. But uh, a lot of projection is that he's going to be the next best thing. So we'll see. And plus, they improved on their defense, so I still feel like Arizona's a top dog in the NFL. Then we have the New York Jets going up against the Carolina Panthers. Picking the Panthers against the Jets. I don't feel like Luke, uh, Zach Wilson gets his first victory yet. I feel like he's going to have to wait a couple of weeks. And um, I feel like Sam Darnold's going to want to beat his former team. Next, we'll have the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Washington football team. I'm going with the Chargers on this one. I feel like Herbert's got the potential. But also, Washington does have a good defense. And it's going to be hard for him to... Uh, Get around that, but I feel like Justin Herbert is gonna pull off a few hat tricks to start off the season. The next week or next game, I have uh, Jacksonville at Houston, so the Jaguars will face the Texans, and I feel like this is gonna be Trevor Lawrence's first victory. I feel like he's gonna get the win over Houston. I feel like Houston's just kind of in a down dark spot in the NFL, and where they're headed, it's it's not looking good. We'll also have a div- another divisional uh, battle between Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Going with the Patriots on this one, I feel like Mac Jones is a rookie, also gets his first victory over the Dolphins, who are uh, struggling to uh, make it to the playoffs. They've come close a few times, but uh, they just can't seem to close the deal. And for the New England Patriots, I feel like Bill Belichick's going to get their team on the right track right off the get-go. It's going to be interesting. But the game of the week I have is Cleveland at Kansas City. Now, this is going to be uh, one of the few that I have picked for Cleveland to win against Kansas City. Um, It's in Kansas City, which is kind of crazy for that to even think. But who better do it than the Cleveland Browns? And the Cleveland Browns, I feel like they're upset from the previous previous year's uh, playoff where they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs and they're going to want revenge they're going to be thinking about that they thought about it all offseason Kansas City's kind of got a huge target on their back and everyone's going to come after them full force so it's not going to be an easy year for Kansas City I feel like Cleveland's going to come they're going to shock them and uh, shock the rest of the NFL Um, also around the uh, 2 o'clock games we have Denver at the New York Giants have Denver, I'm picking Denver over at the Giants, uh, but this is one of those games that can go either way. The Giants have a really good defense, um, and a sneakily good defense, but it really is going to be question mark around what Daniel Jones can do against this potential of this Bronco defense. Still feel like the Denver Broncos defense has got one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they're going to do what they can to uh, really dominate. Outside of that, we also have the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, I feel like it's going to put up a good game. It's going to be a really high-scoring, close game, but I feel like the Packers are going to end up pulling off a victory. 
Then we'll have Chicago Bears going against the Los Angeles Rams. This will be the first of many Los Angeles Ram victories. And um, I just feel like they're a better team than Chicago, and I feel like Chicago's going to have uh, struggling Andy Dalton going in the first few games, and eventually they'll switch to Justin Fields. Then we close it out Monday night for the rest of the season. Baltimore at Las Vegas. Of course, I'm going with Baltimore. They're way overall the better team. Um, and yeah, just not really picking Vegas in a whole lot of these victories, but uh, I'll uh, wait until to see what happens at the end of this week. And then when it's all over, then we'll do the um, pickums for the next week. Kind of break it down. I might change a few things, obviously. But, but these have been my predictions. That's my week one predictions. And uh, we can't wait to see uh, history made this year. That's what I feel like. I feel like a few things are going to happen. Um, can't wait for a few of these surprise teams to really go out there and uh, kill it. So it's been really exciting. Um, really late night. Sorry if I sound tired. But uh, it's going to be great to watch some of these NFL games with fans of the stands it's going to be great to hear the roar of the crowd again and uh i feel like that's going to be a difference maker for a few teams out there especially the denver broncos denver broncos when their defense is on the field and it's third and long and you need your team to get loud and everyone is just rocking the whole stadium that's a huge difference maker for the broncos and i feel like they missed that huge last year so it's going to be great to see that back in the NFL this year well can't wait to see what's going to happen it's going to all start Thursday hopefully I get this episode out before then so you can have a chance to hear this and tell me what you think about this upcoming season um, you'll know where to find where to contact me um, got that information at the end so uh, this has been your host Eric Sagala hope you guys all have a great one and remember to stay elevated and uh stay safe this has been the elevated sports podcast please like and subscribe and follow at elevated underscore sagala s-i-g-a-l-a on twitter and elevated.sports.community on instagram for updates and interactions with the host remember to always stay elevated